Thank you for tuning in to this message from Kingdom Airs International, headquarters located in Flagstaff, Arizona. The, um, the atmosphere in here feels like a family discussion night. How do you guys feel about that? Um, good. S- because I'm not quite sure the direction... I'm not quite sure the direction that tonight's going to go, um, which is usually a good thing. It's Heaven Awareness Night. Typically during Heaven Awareness, we'll do an encounter or we will somehow engage in a different way than just talking and teaching. We'll engage in some other way, whether that's meditating, whether it's an encounter, whether it's through music. Tonight, we felt like we're still in the middle of that anyways meeting, if you guys remember last week. Because we're in the middle of that, what I saw was that heaven awareness is going to be very much an earthly ability to be aware of heaven. So tonight, what we're going to be talking about in this beautiful picture, it's a little bit better than last week, not by much, but just a little bit. But, huh? It's amazing. (laughs) Uh, there's a couple things I want. So, okay. The, the goal for tonight is that, do you guys remember, we've gone over the pillars several times, but do you guys remember a while ago when we decided to embrace that we were moving? Remember at one point, we didn't know that there was four pillars. We didn't know. I thought there was going to be 12 all the way across. I didn't realize that there was going to be four. So at the time that we had hit the fourth pillar, we began to see another floor. That floor is the floor of honor. To get to that place, if you guys remember, we had taken a heaven awareness night and engaged in a worship type setting to make sure that we were prepared for the door that was going to be open to us to experience another level of his glory. Do you guys remember that? So at that time, it was released in order to receive that next level, there were steps in between to get to that floor. What that means is, is while we have these strong pillars that hold up the floor, that does not mean that that's it. It means that every step of the way to be able to get to that next level, there was, there was basically a teaching or, so if you guys remember for, this is just, this is just off the top of my head. When you, when you step out of salvation, and you move into that there's more, and we're at this bottom floor, and we're reconciling, what is our ministry? What is ministry? What is knowing him? What does, or yeah, what does walking in him look like, right? So blood versus blood. So we're reconciling all those things. How did we do that? One of the first steps that we taught on, maybe not necessarily the first step, I'm winging it, okay? But it's okay, because we have a podcast, and it's ultimately up to you. There's no way I'm going to be able to release tonight all of the sermons. And I, you know how I get, I would. So if I start listing what these are, I'll be like, yeah. And then, and then it's like, I'm just like spitting them out. So at the end of the day, your homework is, is to go back and find those little steps in the midst of the pillars to help us walk up into the next level. One of the steps was, for example, first time obedience. Because we teach, Rena, can you stop? 
<laughs> we teach, m- many people will raise their kids, and you, you've all heard it, right? You're at Walmart. Nancy, come here right now. One, two, if I get to three, you know what's going to happen. And at the end of the day, Yahweh is like, why are we waiting till three? Because at the end of the day, you know, number, you know that kid knows what number three means. So what do they do? They come. So just expect them to come at number one. When I say come, yes, mom, and get over here. Don't wait till I get to number three. That's the way Yahweh is with us. Why do I need to? Because you know, you know what he means when he gets to the end of the teaching. He's like, did you get it now? And you're like, I got it the first time, but I just didn't want to. The same thing happens with my kids. We have a thing where I happen to have a space in our house. It's the bathroom. And I'll say, once I've gotten to the place where I'm like, okay, we need to take care of this. It's time to go to the bathroom. It's, it's the chastising area. It's also the restoring area. It's where we get cleaned. <laughs> it's a beautiful process. It is absolutely biblical. Chastisement is all over the, the Bible. Spanking is not, but chastisement is. So is restoration, and it's a good thing. Yes? Okay. My kids, I would be like, you need to do this. Say yes, mom. And they wouldn't. And then I would be like, you need to go to the bathroom. And they would go to the bathroom. Does, what, can, you, can you do the silverware? It's your chore. They're often, la- Ren, I need you to go to the bathroom. You didn't listen the first time. Yes, mom. Why didn't you just say, yeah, what? That does not mean every single time. Never once have I ever said go to the bathroom in any of my kids. Not, never, not five kids, never did I say go to the bathroom and any of them go, make me. Sean, <laughs> do you guys see his little giggle over there? Sean has this crazy ability to not give, to not care about anything. So the only thing with Sean was he was like, fine. And then I was like, what do, what, what do I do with that? You're not scared of me? What, what am I supposed to do about that? <laughs> so that was a little difficult, but none of them wouldn't do it. Anyway, see, I can go off. That's just first time obedience. So there were these steps for us to be able to receive the floor of honor. Some of the steps that we had, and you guys know that this is over there, right? The little uh, graphic. I've been asking for people to give me a list of the steps. I did not know that I had this at my fingertips. <laughs> Some of the steps are identity, obedience, submission, dwelling in unity, doers of the word. Remember that one? These are all uh, perspective, closing the gap, adoption, moving from the word from church to ecclesia. Remember some of the foundational things, raw, real restoration? Some of those beginning steps of just being able to understand that we are raw, right? We're real. Some of those things are identity type things that we don't want to forget in the midst of we're constantly looking at the pillars and those are good, but there's these steps, okay? So we get to the floor of honor. What we have not listed out is the second level of steps, And I feel like for heaven awareness, we need to be aware of those steps because we're about to enter a door into the floor of engagement. Now, here's the word that's been released prophetically, and I'm going to release it again. The word is, if you are going up a staircase, 
and you choose to take a different route, skip steps, uh, jump up three or not want to do any of the step. What is going to happen in the practical? Some of you guys have seen pictures of my, my home that's being remodeled where you've got this cement <laughs> floor. That's all I see is the cement floor <clears throat> and these wood steps. And I'm envisioning everything that Megan has released about how she saw some that ignored the step and plummeted to their death. She saw, uh, I don't even know. There was all these things that she saw. All I saw was that if you skip the process of going up, you might be able to go from one step and be like, forget this first time obedience stuff, right? And you can maybe make it. But what I saw was that we want to be an ascended people, right? We want to be known that we ascend, that we live an ascension life, that we, okay, here's a huge step that we haven't listed yet, the uncreated realm. That was like a big bang. That was, wait, what did you say? The uncreate, have you guys gotten there on your podcast yet? <laughs> it, yes, it changed. We knew it in our spirit, but it wasn't expressed. And when it was, it was like, <sighs> like, Anyways, I, the uncreated realm, just recognizing that there is one and that this is a created realm and knowing that he always was, is, and that that was uncreated because in that realm, that's where we sit, which is a realm that has never been created. It always was, is, and is to come. It's always been there. And so recognizing that he's not subject to creation, he is the creator. So understanding that the uncreated realm is not subject to anything that we've heard of, which gets us into the next step. Another step is the church era into the kingdom era, right? Because in the church era, that's where warfare and there's such a focus on the demonic and this, right? And so you've got this like, yeah, that's my gift. And you've got this warfare. But then when you start to understand that there's this uncreated realm and we begin to understand where we're seated, that's a non-issue when we're seated, when, seated, when we're seated in that realm. <laughs> when we're seated in that realm, then we recognize what? The end is now and he's under my feet because I am seated in an, in, in an uncreated realm. Everything else was created. Okay, let me explain this. If everything was created underneath him, what else is a part of that? The, everything, including the demonic. So what I mean by that is, is that yes, we've learned in that second dimension that there's a war and angels and all that kind of stuff, but either way, he created that. In the uncreated realm, that's not an issue. <laughs> okay. So that's another huge step. That's another huge part of, of, um, of our identity. So there's these like big blows that have happened in our family outside of the pillars. Those are those huge <laughs> steps that get us to that place. So like I said, we want to be in a, uh, we want to be a people that ascend and there is a possibility going up that you might be able to skip some things. But while he's asking us to be a people that ascends, he's also asking us to be a people that descends. Okay? Right? 
When we ascend and have a perspective, our role as his vessel is to go back for his family. So if there are steps that are skipped at some point going down, you're going to find them. Right? Because if I'm at a, if I'm at the top, yeah, look at this pillar or look at this floor of engagement and we start to get nutty and we will we're already nutty, but I'm just saying, it's going to get more nutty, right? So if you're on this floor of engagement and swirling and portals and all these gifts begin to open up to us because we are engaging with the uncreated realm, because we're co-creators, so we're supposed to be nutty. The church would say we're nutty. That's what's normal for him. We are to co-create. We are to be those that shift nations, right? So if we're in this place and we're just, yeah, what happens to earth if we never come for that and teach it, multiply it. What's going to happen when you start to speak with somebody about this? You will not just going to put it out there. If you were on the floor of engagement, remember the other step, meet them where they're at. Don't keep them where they're at, but meet them where they're at. Huge step. Because this is multidimensional. If you're up here being like, why isn't everyone engaging? Right? The church era versus the kingdom era. Why isn't everyone? Well, because they're still at first time obedience. Meet them where they're at and come get them. You're going to have to go back down that. Well, I don't understand why we're reversing. You're not. It's an ascension and a descension. Ascend, descend. Ascend, descend. Moment by moment. You should be up here and down here at the same time. Okay? Does that make sense? Okay, so meet them where they're at, but don't leave them where they're at. So that is why this is so powerful to start to understand some of these teachings that are going to be multidimensional because you'll be like, oh, that's what that meant. That's what, that, that's, how, that's how I operate this way. Is that making sense? Okay. So we are an ascended people and a descended people. Does that make sense? Okay. Let me see where I want to go with this. Well, we can take it a step further. Maybe people aren't even at blood versus blood. They're not even in this dimension. They're still down here. Okay? So there's also an understanding. Remember the other big bang that happened in our family when I released that we are transitionaries? And I started bringing up the cosmic clock. (laughs) And the 12 tribes and the cosmos and we're all afraid of the stars and we're not supposed to be because it's all his and new age told us to be, you know, the church told us don't do this and don't talk to crystals. And it's like, but the scripture says that the rocks will cry out. So why can't I talk to them? Sometimes I forget we're on live and I'm like, (laughs) waver, I need them. Please make me a waver. (laughs) So, okay, but come on, like this is, but I'm in an uncreated realm. There is no fear in me. Where does fear come from? Hell. I don't have that in me. That doesn't mean that I'm complacent. That doesn't mean that I'm opening myself up. That's not what I'm talking about. There's a grounding. There's steps. There's a process. There's a, you know, there's all of that. So where was I going? What was I saying? You guys have no idea. Huh? Transitionaries. Okay. You need to know your identity that you are a transitionary. What that means in the cosmic clock is that we're not just shifting seasons. 
I mean, there is seasons within seasons within seasons within seasons, right? There, we're, but we're not just, oh, this feels different. We're beyond the, in the 90s was the prophetic movement. And then in the 2000s was the apostolic movement. I'm even probably behind. I think in the 70s was the apostolic movement. Flagstaff was getting that when I became an apostle. I, I mean, we're like so behind, it's crazy. Is that okay to say that? Like the apostolic movement was like in the 70s and we're like, what's an apostle? I mean, there's still pastors like, what do you mean apostle? Who made you, are you a self-appointed apostle? Now we're like, who cares about the apostle, right? Like, because in the uncreated realm, what are you? Sons that become what? Kings and priests to rule and reign. So you can be an apostle all day long. I'm a queen. I'm just, but you guys understand what I'm saying. So what happens when you become a transitionary is you begin to recognize that we're not just moving from like decade to decade or the revival movement or the awakening movement. That's all still real. But we are also in the middle of a huge era shift. Era, the definition of era is something that is marked that will be put in history where you can see a whole era movement. I believe that we are in the midst of an era shift, okay? Here's where our family is. Here is church era. Let's just say from 2,300, no, I'm sorry, 300 to, to 2,000 is church era. That's a long era. We're shifting into a whole new era. What I saw was that you have people that are gonna end that era well and they are supposed to, okay? So this kind of plays into this whole meet them where they're at. There's going to be people that are going to finish the church era well, and they are supposed to, because how you leave is how you enter, and we honor that era. Then there are gonna be people generations from now that are going to be totally, uh, I released this on the Vox for those that heard uh, with Suka. that next generation that's born in the promised land or they're born in that new era, they aren't gonna even know what you're talking about when you start talking about church. They're not gonna even, they're not gonna have a grid for any of that because they're gonna be forerunning this era. Where we are is we're like this. We're, we're transitionaries. Now, when I say transition, I'm not saying like in like for this week or like maybe this decade. I'm talking you were born for such a time as this and that's it. Like I want us to think big. You were born for, for you to be a transitionary to help the kingdom. Now I say help. People can be like, you don't need help. Yes, he does to shift something into a whole new walk and a whole new glory because he's coming and he can't come if we're in that era because there's something beyond what we've known as the fivefold or the church or the program, okay? Even in its pure state, I'm not even talking about the religious side. I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about in its pure state of what it did with awake, awakening and revivals and the Jesus movement and people falling in love and all of that stuff, that there is a pure state for that. But he's saying, okay, but I'm coming back for kings and priests. So I need to move into that dimension. 
And we are transitionaries because we came out of that era and we're walking into a new one, which is why this structure is so powerful. And there's been so much undoing and redoing and then laying down and then rebuilding and then reteaching and then letting go and then grabbing on. And that's because for such a time as that, I'm not talking about like, oh, I'm in a season of laying down and picking up and like next year will be better. <laughs> Sorry. For such a time as this, you were put on this earth to help the kingdom, for, to, to match earth to look like heaven. He needs some kings and priests. So we're like pulling from the church air and saying, there's more. But then religion comes in and goes, no, there's not. And so then there's that pull. Okay, so that's another big bang. That was another big, we are transitionaries. So I'm not necessarily writing the stairs unless somebody is a scribe. But these are some of those stairs, transitionaries, uh, the cosmic clock, the, what did I just say? Transitionaries, what was the other one? What was the other first one? What? What? The uncreated realm. Yeah, like all of the, I don't know where and which steps and all that, but these are those little things. So here's another big one. And sorry, I'm just kind of like spitballing and then we're going to get into some things. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I'm like, we're kind of into some things, but that's all right. So uh, do you guys remember or have you heard? Nah, you guys have not heard the podcast. This was pre-podcast. <gasps> I really wish, actually, Jalen, you're in charge. Um, Derek, do you have a weapon? Can you, when you're done getting your water or coffee? What were you getting? I don't want to interrupt you. <laughs> oh, you don't have it on you. Oh, okay. I was like, what are you talking? Well, you don't have it on you. Can you come up here with your weapon? Okay. Here's another huge step. Write this down. Wait, what, are, what did I say? Why is he laughing? What's happening? Why are you laughing? Are you okay? No? Oh, the biggest one you got. <laughs> and not a knife, even though I would... I should, I, should, I should preach dad's sermon with a knife. Do you have a knife? I bet you I, I could bust out a sermon with a knife right now. I could bust out. Well, don't leave it up here for me. <laughs> You've got to stand up here. Is there anything in that? Never mind. <laughs> He's like, huh? <laughs> um, I really should. I should do dad's sermon with a knife. I think that would be good. You guys know that about me, right? little secret. Dad's got the gun. I'm the knife fighter because I like intimacy. And if you like come near me that needs some damage, I want to see it. <laughs> and I want to be close. <laughs> That's on live too. Hi. Okay. Here is one of the sermons that dad started off this whole thing, not to mention one of the titles of the very first sermons that started this whole transitionary thing was, what was the title? Spiritual masturbation. So remember that, put that on your steps, spiritual masturbation. The definition, I'm just gonna throw this out there, the definition of masturbation is that one that would manipulate some, something or a member of its own body for self-gratification. Does that sound like the church? So there's some things, like if you're ever operating in manipulation, this is a powerful thing because then you all of a sudden, like, am I manipulating a member of my body 
to, for, for something for me to be gratified by. That is, some, that is some crazy revelation. Throw that up on the steps. Okay, so hold that up. So dad comes walking into church. Remember, he didn't, he wasn't, dad did not walk, Linda's going to freak out. Dad did not walk in to the kingdom era. He walked into church with that. Like just all up like on his back and started preaching, like holding it. This was the sermon title, tightly fitted together and mutually dependent on one another. Because as a weapon, I'm assuming, I mean, this is why I like knives. It's just like, it's going to work. <laughs> it's going to work. That there's some things that could be off with it and it wouldn't work, right? So all these parts that he's doing that with, if they were not tightly fitted together and they are mutually, you take out, okay, you just took out this. Can that do it? it? So, so what happens when this is the body, let's just say our family, okay? So here's our family and all of a sudden, uh, can I use names just for fun? Are you sure? Okay, Gabe. So Gabe has a self-righteous moment. <laughs> He's like, it's not self-righteous, it's just righteousness. <laughs> okay? So, so all of a sudden he has this moment and then like he's just angry. And he's like, I'm out. For just an hour. Okay, okay, 10 minutes. Because sometimes it's like, oh, I'll take the weekend off. Okay, so then when Yahweh says, I've got a strategy, I need you to hit the bullseye and you've got a one hour window span and all of a sudden I'm like, sorry, he's taking the weekend off. Then that's when I come in. <laughs> I'm like, I, we will get it done. <laughs> so, so does that make sense? And, and, and tightly fitted together, mutually dependent. And there was another sermon that came out of that when he said, um, testing to failure. We are a family that will test to failure because a lot of people want an environment that says, well, I just want everything to be cozy so I can grow. Linda's like, yes. <laughs> but if you are one that gets tested to failure, then what happens is, is when you're out practicing, right? I see something in heaven and then I'm going to operate out of heaven. There's that practicing. There's that target practice. And so when you, when you begin to operate in that, you will test to failure on purpose because you will shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot until something shows itself is off because it needs tuning. You probably don't use the word tuning. Yeah? So, so now all of a sudden you've got to be tuned up and you take it home and then I'm assuming it, clean, it gets cleaned there's stuff that gets, yeah, all the stuff that's in there. So there's this constant maintenance that's going on. So the purpose for that is to show where you're weak. Okay, now when we're talking about guns, you're like, amen. But if you're the part in the gun and we are like practicing and all of a sudden it's like, Stephanie is the weak one crap. Does that make sense? Like all of a sudden, like this got personal. 
That's what it'll feel like in a family, but you're that part. So when we're talking about the gun, it's easy to say that, but what if all of a sudden this little thing, does that untwist? It looks like it untwists. Anything, any little thing, all of a sudden, it's like we find out when we've been practicing, uh, this doesn't Velcro anymore. Does that matter? I'm sure it all matters. It all matters. It doesn't matter. If it, if, if it didn't matter, Derek wouldn't have it. If it didn't matter, Derek wouldn't have it. So this matters. So all of a sudden, Jacob ain't sticky no more. What are we, what are we supposed to do? I guess we could recalibrate the whole thing and get rid of it. But if it matters, it would have been in the first place. So what are we going to do? We're going to take it into whatever we need to do to make sure this sticks again. Not just be like, oh, never mind. It matters. So, okay. So, thank you, Derek. Good thing you were here since dad's not. <laughs> I'm like, can you guys envision a gun? <laughs> There's this part. <laughs> so, that was a huge step. Tightly fitted together and mutually dependent. Don't go to the next level of glory and forget about that stuff. Don't get on engagement and all of a sudden you meet your cloud of witnesses and then you forget to be tightly fitted together and mutually dependent with your family in heaven and on earth? Is that making sense? Okay. Okay. So those are just some of the steps. Tonight, I feel released to release some things. We use that word a lot. I wonder what release means, like, I thought about that last week when I was like, what is engage? Experience. <laughs> There's, you know, when you just have a vocabulary and all of a sudden you're talking to somebody else and they're like, what are you talking about? I feel led to release some things over the family. And I feel like it is, um, I believe whether it's felt now or later in the spirit, it's weighty. And I do believe that there's gonna be something that we're gonna carry from the last few, the last few uh, weeks, but specifically tonight because of what I'm releasing. So are you guys ready? Okay. Actually, I said family discussion on anything I just said. Questions, comments, other sermons that were like, remember that one that we can write on our steps? What? Yeah. Uh, um, I was gonna say no, no victimhood. Um, blame, yes, pride, uh, self-awareness. We're a family that's aware. Let us be a family that's totally aware of where we are and where we need to be, uh, where we've been. Um, there's that, that level of self-awareness. Then there's the being able to self-reflect, being able to recognize that I'm a mirror. So most likely if I'm in an accusational, that is just a mirror for what's really going on in me. So before I say, here's what you're dealing with, which is the only reason why I can say, so Gabe this one time had a self-righteous moment? Yes. Like the only reason why I can say that is because usually whenever, because I know what that is. I know, I know that first. So I would never go up to Gabe and just be like, this needs to be dealt with if I haven't checked myself at the door. Because I will, he will, he will, 
I don't, you know what Yahweh does when all of a sudden you start being like, and then this, and then this, and, and he's like, what about you? Okay. Now, oh, what's the other one I was just about to say? Blame. Oh, throw up. Sorry. Uh, we are a family that will throw up on one another. Um, do you guys know what I'm talking about? So if we're, if we're together, this, there is a safe place to just be like, look, I'm going to preface this conversation. That's very, very important. Please preface the conversation. Wrong, right, or indifferent. I don't know where I'm at. I'm not aware, but I need to like, and just, I need to just spew what's going on. But why? So that I can now, now flip it so that I can be left there? No, meet me where I'm at and then take me out. All of this is intertwined. That's a powerful thing in our family. Wrong, right, or indifferent. These are huge identity markers. Wrong, right, or indifferent. I don't know where I'm at or I know exactly, I'll say this all the time, I know exactly where I'm at. It ain't good. So I'm just going to say it. Why? Because I want to be sharpened. Sometimes I go to people when I don't want to be sharpened. Will you just pet me? Now, it's okay for me to be petted because I know that I'm going to get out of that. If you are a self, if you are a, I need to be pet, petted all the time, you will not be pet ever. It's a frequency. If you're like, I need to, I need to be justified, you'll never be justified. That's, you know how that kind of works when you're just like, but this is it, and it just keeps happening. Because you always like, I'm trying to get at something. So, so there's, so, so that, so anyway, so blame, being able to, uh, being able to throw up on one another, creating a safe place. Now I'm saying all of these because of where we're going. Um, and I hope that this makes sense because I saw it all in the spirit. And I haven't said it in English yet. <laughs> Let me take a drink of water. That was good. Any other steps? You guys can think of that real big. Oh, yeah. Don't fight on the wrong battlefield. That was a big one. Get yourself on the right battlefield and then and then battle. Because a lot of times we're on the wrong battlefield. And the reason why is if I can just get them over on that battlefield, then he's had victory. And you're over here like, I've been fighting. And you're like saying that you've been doing all this like warfare for Yahweh. And he's like, you're not even in the fight. I don't, you're, I don't know what you've been fighting, but I've been over here. Now, here's the thing. That, that one, uh, here's an example is with Christmas. The church has fought on the battlefield of you better say Merry Christmas instead of Happy Holidays. And it's like we've missed, we are on the wrong battle. We are not even getting it. We're so far removed because he's gotten, let me get these Christians to make sure they say Christ mass. And all of a sudden, Yahweh, it's like, he's going to be like, where are you? So right battlefield. That was a good one. Any other ones? There's many. If you think of them, fill in your own steps. Oh. Jason, Gabe, Noel, Jacob. Come up here. Yeah, stretch first. I've packed on some weight, so it's a little bit different. 
I've been weightlifting. So it's not like how I used to be. So in case this is super heavy, it's because I've been weightlifting. Okay. Lift it. So this whole thing. Oh my God, I'm scared. He moved it all by himself. If you guys can't lift it, I'm going to kick you in the face. I'll get my knife. Oh my gosh. Okay. Stop it. It's a heavy door. Jacob, stop. Okay. So, Linda's like, ooh. Okay. So what would happen? It's heavy, right? It's okay. You can say it's heavy. For a big old door. It's, yeah, for a long time, right? So the, the whole concept of this was holding your, hold your, hold your part. You're freaking out. Okay, what happens to Jacob? Go ahead, I'll give you a break. Oh, God. What? Does that suck? Yeah, oh, yeah. Now, what would, right? You gotta lift it up, though. Yeah, see? See, he's gonna have to shift now and take on more responsibility, and he's gonna have to lift things. Okay, you guys can put it down now. (laughs) But, yes, we're getting there. But I didn't want to actually try that. Linda, Stephanie, get on up here. (laughs) So the concept was, was that first of all, they had precious cargo. Okay, if it was just that, that's one thing. But they were carrying me. That's a a big deal. Not because I'm a big deal. Anybody that's on there is a big deal. So then... That's if, that's just to, okay, but typically in, an, in a family, out of everyone, there's usually four. Okay, four, maybe five. Okay. But if one of those four get taken out, now Noel's got a huge load, right? But the concept was if everyone took their role and everyone came, we could all actually hold that up with one finger, and that the load would be super light for everyone involved. Okay? Great step. Who came up with Derek, right? That was good. Any other steps? Uh, Rena? We could list the good stuff, but not the fighting. Oh, write the blessed stuff and not the fighting. Yes. Focus on the gold. It's a good one, Brenna. Calling out the gold. That was a huge part of walking out the church. Oh, my gosh. Can you guys just help me just so that I don't feel like I'm crazy? All the gifts in the church were to what? But the scripture says to edify. It says that it's, no, but no, you're, that's what I was thinking. The, the, the word says to edify, but the gifts that were used in the church was to discern Jezebel. It was to judge what you're operating in, and it was to, you know, da, 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 and it was a convenient thing. All of a sudden, you got a word for the pastor? Ah, that ain't right. Nah, you didn't hear right. You've got some more classes to go through. I don't even know. Or somebody else would give a word. Oh, that sounds really good. It was an agenda convenience thing. Or a, and a lot of judgment. I remember just at first waking up to his joy and being like, why would anyone want to come to church? It's the worst place on earth. 
It was the worst place on earth. I could go to work. My husband was in law enforcement. I mean, he was working with gangs and would rather be with the gangs who knew loyalty and love. Come to church and get demolished. What? Okay. All right. This is what I want to release. Okay, now I'm saying all that because of where we're going. All these steps, how powerful is that? And all of these steps lead us, led us to honor that then led us to engagement. Okay? Did I do four? That's the wrong, this pillar's gone. Look at that. Our steps are getting bigger. Right? Isn't there only three pillars in the second floor? I was wrong. All, oh, I see. I love drawing. I did great in kindergarten. But I get what you're saying. She's saying that maybe there's two sets of stairs. Yeah. One way up, another way down. Okay. He released the the pillar to me last week. Up until this point, I have been saying I, I saw one. I saw one, but I didn't know what it said. But I only saw one. I'm not saying that it's going to end there. I don't know what's going to happen after that. But I only saw one, but I had no idea what the name was. I got the name last week. Aren't you guys excited you guys came? (laughs) I feel like I have to be like, just kidding. Okay, I'm going to write it. Oh, goodness, Linda. I don't want to spell it wrong. Yeah, digest it. I'm like, it's digest. (laughs) Oh, guys, this is so good. Only Yahweh. You know what I mean? There's only one pillar that I saw. The only reason why this is there is to show that there's a a floor, a building. (laughs) Okay, you guys ready? Yell it out. Say it louder. Covenant. I'm just going to let that settle. We are going to be on the floor of engagement for a while because there is some understanding about covenant that we have not understood. And it's powerful because he showed it to me in the middle of dad preaching about unity. And what was he talking about unity? There was two sides. So there's two sides to unity which means everything I just released, there's another, there's another dimension to all of that. Let me give an example. In this family, we throw up on one another, okay? So at one level, we literally had people call me and be like, well, you said that I'm allowed to throw up on you. So you, 
Okay, but then we didn't put the step where it said, okay, I'm going to meet you where you're at, and now we're going to, oh, no, I am moving. Okay, that is an aspect of this family, but there's another aspect to safe place he wants to release. Just like dad brought the word about unity. So there's going to be aspects to everything that I just spoke about. There's going to be another side to that, that we're going to have to understand all of those things to understand covenant. Okay. Um, uh, so, I, okay, that word is something that's used very flippantly. Okay? Marriage, covenant, I'm in covenant, I have covenant with Yahweh, and Jacob made a really good point. That's not on anything at the bottom. Isn't that powerful? That we all are like, well, of course we're operating in covenant. He's like, you haven't even had first-time obedience. So think about it in raising a family. Do I, just, just roll with me, as you guys always do. Do I have covenant with Rena in comparison to dad? No. That's why we're dealing with first-time obedience. So while we say, I'm saved and I've got covenant, but we're not operating in some of these foundational things, are we? Now, I know that in this family we call out the gold and we see the end result. Are we in covenant? Yes, we are a covenant people. But does he want us to teach us some things about what real covenant is in the kingdom era versus the church era? I think so. Because here's the thing, you're in covenant in the church era if you answer an altar call, repeat a prayer, which by the way is not in the scriptures, either is altar call or repeating a prayer. When you sign the membership card and you say, I'm saved, and you've put him in your heart, you have covenant. What I, what I believe he's getting at is if he's taking us back to the original intent, then what he's going to expose in us that is if we're not operating by his instructions, which is what? Loving instructions from a father is the Torah. And if we are not abiding by the Torah, then are we really in covenant? Because what solidified the divorce in the first place? Separating from his instructions. And I'm pretty sure the end of the church era pretty much has separated from all of his instructions, including us, because there's a lot I don't know about the Torah. We're learning, but there's a lot that we don't know. And that is a beautiful thing because he gave that to his people for what? To be set apart people so that they would know that they abide in that they abide in one another. That was how they became the covenant people. The reason why we have the ten tribes or the eleven tribes instead of uh, Yehuda, who never broke covenant. So now you guys are getting back to the a house united. So Yehuda, Judah, never broke covenant. All the other tribes broke covenant which is why Yeshua had to come so that we could be restored back. If you read Hosea, it's all about us, that we have the ability and access to be able to be reunited with, with him in covenant. That's the only reason why we even are able to have covenant. They broke it. We are the divorced ones. We're the ones that 
idolized. We're the ones that got away from his feast. We're the ones that got away from what he said to do and not do, not because it's about laws, but it's about loving instructions from our father. So we get away from that. That's what breaks covenant. You are divorced. So then he sends his son for you to not just repeat a prayer and say, now I have covenant. What would be the point if you got restored? If you're the prostitute or you're the one that got the, you're the one that basically broke away from the original covenant and he comes back for you, you can't be like, thanks. That's totally what's happened. I deserve it. I'm the light now. Versus that level of repentance that leads us to action. Right? It leads us to being a new people. It doesn't mean, well, now I'm married again so I can keep acting like I'm divorced. It's to be in covenant and to operate as covenant people. And I don't know if we understand covenant the way he wants to release it to us. (laughs) So that top pillar is covenant. But how powerful. We're in engagement. We are getting to know his covenant and we are being wooed into his truth. And we are going to understand what it means to be a covenant people, a set-apart people. Okay, we okay? Okay, so I want to release some things prophetically, and, um, and, I, and this is where I have not said this in English, but I want to release some things. Uh, I'm going to get very prophetic and very practical at the same time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, I just, I just love seeing all the different, I just love when people ask questions because it's like, I can see how you think. He's like, what's the minimum? I'm just kidding. Yes, 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 right, yes, absolutely. So just for the sake of the podcast and live, uh, the question is, is can you explain if covenant is the ultimate, then what is the bottom? What does that mean? And is covenant first because we made the decision to enter up the steps or is covenant last because we've been working up? What does the decision mean? Now, I'm not saying that my answers are right, but here's just what's coming to my mind. First of all, kingdom is always right side up, backwards, upside down. So we could take this whole thing and flip it upside down and probably recognize that absolutely. Is covenant the ultimate? This is a structural drawing to understand our steps, but I don't know if I would say that covenant is like the hierarchy of all things. It could be the foundation of all things, which is what you're saying. Our process is is that we've had to take steps to, to be able to understand that. What I would say, my, what I feel as a family, as transitionaries, is that at the end of the day, all of this, even down here, I guess what I want to get away from is this isn't the hierarchy of we have arrived, and down here is just, we were a bunch of peons. So, and I'm not saying that you're saying that. I just mean that I'm not seeing it necessarily that way. The way that I would describe it would be, okay, covenant could be marriage. So in the context of me and dad, Our wedding date, I hope this is going to explain this well. Our wedding date, let's just say, 
is January 3rd, okay? That's my wedding date. Does it stop at the wedding? It actually just begins. But when I made a decision to enter into a relationship, like you're saying, there were some things I had to learn about his culture, who are his parents, how do they operate, what is, uh, what is my standard, oh, we wait till marriage, okay, purity, okay. There was all these things to where all of a sudden it led to a ring and a promise. Now, I'm, now we're going to be here for a while because there's this commitment to what I'm about to walk into. Is that making sense, Jacob? Then when we get here, that's the reason why I feel like it's not the ultimate because that is just the beginning. This to me has been a walking out of what we thought to understand the trueness, but he's outside of time. So if you're a transitionary, you made a covenant before you got to this earth. All we're doing is going back to the original intent. So it's not like we're working. Remember, here's another step. We work from the cross, not to the cross. We're not working to covenant. We're going to be working from covenant. But there's some things that we had to understand about the cross. Just like you can't work from the cross if you don't know what the cross is. So then there's times where you had to walk. You had to walk to the cross. But once you know the cross, then you're walking from the cross. But then we say that's just the beginning. And a lot of people stop at the cross. So it's the same, it's the same kind of thing as how I feel with that. Does that make sense? So yes and no. So the bare minimum would be, I'm interested in knowing more about the truth that I, right? I mean, you were all, before here, before we even entered into the temple, you, you already were saved, we understood salvation. We had a relationship with Jesus. Then we were like, oh, your last name isn't Christ? Right? Like I had, <laughs> right? Like I had, like, that's cute. All right. I'm saved in the sense that like, I don't know how I relate that. And then all of a sudden I get into the house and I'm like, oh, brewer. Okay, well, what does brewer mean? Is that, does that make sense? Did that explain that question? Okay. Like what? Tell me how. Uh-huh. I say you would start at the bottom. I agree with you on that. You would start at the bottom. Okay, let me say this. Okay, let me say something else. Jacob's saying he would like to think that we've been at least in some type of covenant. Okay. In the original intent, yes. So this is what I'm seeing. Look at this right here as a mirror. Remember when we did the menorah and the feast and there was a mirror and there was a flip to it. So look at this and then flip it and look at it down here. Before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. So yes, you are operating from some level of covenant or you wouldn't be here. The problem is, is you were sent to the earth. And so you're having to kind of like, what am I? Who am I? Where am I? I was divorced. Then at some point I sinned. I didn't know my savior. I, d I had generational curses. I maybe it's right. Remember, we got saved right here. We're good. In the context of a minimal crown. <laughs> 
Can I say that? So covenant, yes. Come to the earth, divorce. Now we're entering back into the original intent. And are you aware that there's a covenant deep inside? Absolutely. But are you walking that way? Not necessarily if we don't know what covenant is. Okay. Is it good? Sure. No. He's always, he's a, he's a covenant one, which is why this whole plan has been sent to the earth to bring us back into covenant. So what his son actually did didn't just save you, but he wants us to go back to that covenant because when we are set apart people and we understand what a thousand percent is and we are fully co-laboring with 1,000 and 1,000, I'm pretty sure the earth is going to change. Because it's kingdom on earth. That's the problem. There's another huge step. The church said, I want you to make a death covenant. You only have access to a thousand percent of what covenant is until you die. Because you only have access to everything he has until you die. You just made a death covenant. Death is not my savior. He is. And he said, I get to have it now. But will he give a Rena who does not obey the first time that level of authority? She doesn't even understand covenant because she's not even saying yes, mom, or whatever it may be. Does that, so there is these, uh, you know, it, it's hard because as, as, um, as uh, light beings, if I can say that, the only thing that separated, I think I've taught on this. If I haven't, here you go. We are taught that when they, when Adam and Eve sinned, that they covered themselves with fig leaves because that's what the story has been told. The word in Hebrew is skin. I know, Zeke. So what that means is he was walking in the cool of the day as a light being, who we are, our spirit. He came straight from heaven. That's all he knew. When sin entered, he was given a barrier of clothing that separated him from that dimension to this dimension and was given skin. So now I have a barrier on this dimension, in this dimension, but that light being is still there. And we're working ourselves back to the original intent where I do believe we will see light beings on this earth. Walking in the cool of the day, ruling and reigning like he intended. We're not going to fly away. Are we okay? What was I talking about before that? Ellen, what's going on? She's like, I don't even know. Did I, have I not taught that before yet? <laughs> Surprise! But think about it. This is my only barrier. That's what I was getting at. We are transitional people. I fully walk on this earth. I am fully man. Sound like Yeshua? I am fully man. I have flesh. I can hug. I can kiss. I have culture. And at the same time, I am fully God. That is not blasphemous. He is in me. 
The only thing that separates me to that other dimension is this. So am I flesh? Absolutely. But am I fully heaven? Absolutely. The problem is, is that usually this gets in the way because that's the only dimension I see. But as we walk back in the original intent, you will see other dimensions and it will become normal. There will be just as many people, if not a million more, sitting right here with us, and you'll be just as acquainted with them as we are all of these people, because you're going to begin to awaken to who you were before you were in your mother's womb, and you did make a covenant. You did make a covenant, or you wouldn't be here. He only sent you by your permission. You said, that's my destiny. That's my scroll. He gave it to you in heaven, and you said, I'll do it, and then he sent you to earth. But because you're flesh, you're just like, well, I was a baby and I had a mom and I had a dad. Yeah, that's fine. He had to use a vessel. Yeshua had Mary and he got through it. Come on, Yeshua had Mary and he got through it. Meaning like he was all about his father's business. Could we be about our father's business to where we're able to walk on water? Word? Are we all right? Okay. All right. So, all right. Prophetic, practical. And I'm hoping that this, I'm hoping that this comes out right. Let me just make sure I don't have somebody being like, um, mom, can you stop? Oh, dad just said, saw a pic of you and me preaching. <laughs> all right. We're good. <laughs> All right, let me take some water. Okay. You see those two dates? Write them down. January 28th is, happens to be our family night, but we are going to be celebrating Kingdom Air's birthday. How old are we turning? so good. Okay, I'm not going to do the next one. All right, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to do this the best I can. All I know is, is that I was releasing some fire, didn't remember what I said, and then Missy sent me a picture of her on the floor like this with her keys like thrown. She was like, this is how I feel. <laughs> okay, Kingdom Air's birthday we're celebrating. We are going to be year six. The, the number six in Hebrew is Vav. Vav is human, it is the conductor, the vessel, the connector from heaven to earth. So I saw some things as we were talking and I honestly don't remember where it started. But we were, obviously we were talking about like, okay, how are we gonna celebrate our birthday this year? What are we feeling? And there were some things that Missy was feeling and seeing and I, and I kept telling her, Something's off. You're seeing something, but it's not yet. We're, we're missing something. And she basically was, um, it's, hard, it's hard to talk about it without the, all the practical, but she was like, we're gonna, we're gonna have this colorful birthday and there's gonna be all these colors and everyone's gonna bring something to the table and it's gonna be multiplied from last year and, and, we're gonna, and, and blessings are being delivered and being received and we're gonna pour out. And I'm like, that all sounds amazing, but there's something, I, there's something 
that's not connecting for me. And let me explain why. Do you guys remember when we released the word about being able to pour out on the family starting in November with the prophetic words? Why? Because we're in the night season. Why? What is he doing in this night season? Strategizing, but you're strategizing after you have been solidified in your identity and role in the family. How are you in three, four, maybe five weeks going to bring all this blessing in the middle of the night season if you're still struggling with your identity in the family and you haven't even strategized on how to walk it out? So for me, I was like, there's something, there's something, I get what you're saying. And I, and she was talking about color and she's like, this is amazing. And I'm like, yes, but we haven't even done the family seal yet because Hanukkah had gotten canceled, right? So I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And all of a sudden it hit us. We recognized what Missy was seeing was at the end of the night season. So I'm going to jump ahead and I will do this date. April 1st, okay? Happens to be a worship night. It's a Friday night. This is going to be our, I don't know what I'm going to call it. Let's just say family seal. No, I don't know if I want to call that. Okay, I am going to call that. I'm going to do this. This is what a, okay. This is what families do though. This would be like a big staff meeting. I'm not done writing. I don't have like all this like five point got it all together. I'm just like releasing as it's coming because Yahweh wants to do something with our family and we need to eat and understand what he is doing for us to be able to walk out what he wants. If we're transitionaries and our role is to become light beings, we need to like, okay, all right. So I was gonna write, you guys, this is so beautiful. Good morning, kiss. Okay. Woo, getting emotional on that one. April 2nd is the first of the day season. The Hebrew calendar shifts on April 2nd. So the literal end of our night season is going to be April 1st. And we are gonna celebrate together. And what I saw was that that was Yahweh's good morning kiss to wake us up. Because we're gonna wake up the next day and we're gonna do this as a family. So what Missy was seeing with all that color and the spring and she saw a, a charcuterie board and multiplication and this, it, what she called them was blessing boards. We're gonna do a big charcuterie board, like a big family one, but instead of you bringing grapes to the table, you're gonna bring an entire blessing board, an entire charcuterie board. And so the multiplication of what's happening and the colors and blessings being received and blessings being outpoured, what she was actually seeing was Yahweh's good morning kiss before we walk into the day. Because what's gonna happen by that date is you're gonna know your role in this family. You're gonna know what's supposed to be on that blessing board because what you put at the table, what you present at the table is who you are. And you're also gonna have time to strategize how you're going to walk it out because the family seal is coming during the birthday because it's the, it's the year of the Vav. It's the year of you. It's the conduit, the vessel from heaven and earth that is going to receive who they are and their identity at this time. So there was a gift 
that has been made that is going to be released during our birthday, which is the family seal that is going to seal who you are in this family that's then gonna give you from January 28th to April 1st to strategize within your role. Isn't that cool? So, is this making sense when I say Vav? Because what's happening is, is he's saying, it's time now. Do you guys remember last year, it was all about breath? co-creating. We painted. It was about creation, his grandness, the stars. And so we had this we had this element of understanding how big he was and receiving his breath. What happened after he breathed into Adam? He came alive. He became the vav. He became the vessel, the conduit that said, I am going to take dominion and multiply. I am I was I am made in your image on this earth. That's, that's Vav. That's this year for Kingdom Heirs. I didn't even know that. I didn't even realize that. And we're talking about day season and we're going to walk it out. Yeah, because he's like, yes, you are going to be Yeshua on this earth. Because literally I'm giving you Vav. We're the vessel. Okay, it gets better. Do you guys have goosebumps? I have goosebumps. <laughs> Okay, it gets better. Our colors, because here's something Missy did see. She said, I saw all white. Okay. Our colors for kingdom heirs are what? Black and white. Okay. For whatever reason, I have no idea why, the very first Kingdom Heirs birthday, this beautiful cake was made. I'm pretty sure there was oil all over my body. I don't even know what we were doing. We were flopping around the cross. Oil was everywhere. Messed up my dress, and there was this cake that was presented. It was beautiful. It's like a three-tier cake, and for whatever reason, the color was gold. So all of our birthdays have been black, white, with gold. If you look up what gold is prophetically, what does gold mean to you? What process does gold have to go through to become gold? The fire, we've been refined. Well, he shifted the colors on us as we were talking and we see, now this is happening prophetically. I have no idea how Yahweh does this. None of this was planned. If you guys see the picture on Kingdom Heirs of Bella, the elder brother at the top of the stairs, you can see what we've been painting behind. We are transforming our mantle above the fireplace that has been gold to silver. Okay, it probably doesn't mean anything yet. You're all looking at me like, what are you getting at? It's good. Here's what's so cool about when I'm releasing. You've already received this of the Spirit. You've already heard this. I could just sit here and be like, Your flesh doesn't understand this, but I can see you're all in the spirit like, <laughs> oh my gosh, dad is never going to leave town again. <laughs> okay, we saw black and white. I don't... And silver. This was... There's a lot going on with this. I started to press in 
to figure out what is this that I keep seeing shifts from gold to silver. I see it in Bella, who is literally pretty much gold. And now I have Suka, who is black and white and has silver on his tail. That what is happening? What is happening with all this? What is happening in my home that we're shifting from gold to there's all this stuff, okay? Gold means refinement. Now you've been put on this earth as his vessel. Okay? What I saw was what is the what does gray or silver mean in context to black and white? It's right in the middle. Now, in its pure state, before he'd spit out anything that was complacent, take out the middle. So this is what I'm talking about, about the other side of some things. Because some things are coming, but in its pure state, it's going to be completely different than what it was before. So he got rid of complacency, playing the middle ground. All that is out, but in its pure state, he's releasing over us the fullness of the full spectrum of black and white and releasing us into a place of balance or covenant when the house is united and the two sides come together, what is released? Guess what silver means? Silver is the greatest conduit on this earth for energy. So we've gone from a refining process to becoming the greatest energy conduit of Yahweh. When we are united in covenant and we have both sides of the story in us. Not a complacent, I'm not going to pick one side, but I have both black and I have both white. And when I have all of that, the full spectrum comes out and we have gray. Or what will be silver when you add that brilliance, I see reflection. I see that we will be his reflection. I see uh, just different facets when you begin to uh, operate in silver. So I don't know all of what that means as far as color, but it came together really fast when all of a sudden I was like, oh my goodness. We've had this accent color because he's been reminding us to be refined and we are entering into a process of understanding covenant where we have both black and both white. And we're going to receive that family seal on, on, at, the, at the King to Bear's birthday. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna receive that family seal. Your role is going to be identified in who you are on this earth for such a time as this and within this family. And from there, it is going to launch you into a place of strategy to be able to receive the good morning kiss and say, wake up, son, wake up, daughter. It's going to be time to walk this out. Amen? So that is kind of the game plan moving forward for the night season to be prepared in such a practical way that we get to be able to endure the night season in this way. I I believe that part of our homework in the night season is have dreams about the steps. Eat them, get them in there because we're gonna be walking out those steps. When I say ascension, that's kind of easy. When I have to descend and do it on earth, that's different. So, okay. I don't know when we're gonna release on covenant. I have no idea what that's gonna mean for teaching nights. This is just kind of a game plan moving into the night season for the day season. Um, I believe we're gonna be at engagement for a while because when covenant comes, it's gonna be good. Okay, Um, let me remind us what day season meant. 
and then we'll end there unless we have questions or talk to, want to talk more. The day season that what we saw was all of this has been on the whiteboard at this point, but we haven't done it. We haven't evolved it. We've been breathing it. That's because we're in Kingdom Heirs is five. We've been operating in his, hey, we've been operating in that five and that in that we've been operating and breathing it in. But when it turns to six, he's going to say now, okay, now, now vav it. Vav is a tent peg. Get it on this earth. Get it off the whiteboard. Get it on this earth. So that's what I was talking about in the day season. Who's going to lead the group? Whatever we're going to call it. I don't it's been called so many things before. I don't know what it, I don't know what it is, but who who's going to who's going to tent peg the tightly fitted together and mutually dependent. Who's going to say, all right, Tuesday night, I want this family. We're going to start doing some practicing. I want to know what tightly fitted together looks like. Who's going who's to tent peg that? Who's going to say, I want that on earth and I want it now? One of, the, one of the steps is adoption. Missy's talking about multiplying. Sorry, girl, we are, we are not multiplying yet. You know what I mean when I talk like that. I can talk like that to a daughter. But I was like, yeah, we're going to bring this to the table. I'm like, what, do we even know what we're bringing to the table? Are we, are, we, are we multiplying adoption? If that's one of the steps, tent peg it. That's a vav. You're a vav. You're the vav that says, there's the tent, there's that blue, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stick it on the earth. All while sticking it on the earth and not being earthly because you are the conduit that says, I am only about my father's business. So you're this walking conduit. Amen? So that's what I see for the day season. Maybe I'm seeing 10 day seasons from now. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just feel like something is coming in the day season where it's going to get off the whiteboard. It's going to come into us and it's going to come out of us and we are going to start tent pegging some things. And that, and I didn't know Kingdom Heirs was turning six. Shoot. When we were talking about this in November in the day season going, oh, I think we're supposed to be doing this like for real. I wasn't thinking we were going to be turning six and he was going to be vobbing us. Isn't he good? I know we're crazy, but how could anyone listen to me? I feel like being that bold. How could anyone listen to me and not be like, gosh, what's going on? That's good. Right? Like, I get, I get it. You need to sign the waiver, but sign it. But this isn't, we're not like some like, Yahweh is just like, just breathe and breathe it in and just learn and just, you're, it just, it just, just, how freeing is that? I don't have to be an apostle. I can be one. I got my knife. I know how to put things in order. I can be a foundation. I get walked on all the time. I know the gift of apostle. That isn't some kind of like, Ooh, you know, when people were like, oh my God, you're apostle Tanya. And it was like, like, like it was a good thing. I'm like, I would much rather be a pastor. Pastor Tanya was way easier. Get the band-aids and hug them, send them home. Apostles way different. Everyone's like, oh, who do you think you are? I'm like, do you want to trade? Because I would love to be an evangelist. And I'm not saying, I, now I'm saying that. <laughs> 
And I'm not saying that again, like evangelism is easy. That's not what I mean. I'm saying that because of who I am. I know what I was called to do. I'm sure if it was flip-flop, somebody else would be like, shoot. I'm sure Diana would be like, try, flip, try switching with me. She'd be like, I'd much rather be an apostle. Try being an evangelist. Does that make sense? Like, I'm not saying that about that. I'm just saying we know who we are. And there's this, you know, when you're just operating in that. But it's just so funny how people think certain things. I'd much rather be a king and a priest. This is fun. There's not staff meetings. There's not, I mean, I'm not saying that there isn't, we're going to be tent pegging. I'm not saying we're going to be just engaging. (laughs) Right? I'm not saying that. There's, I'm not saying that there's not work, but I'm just saying this is a different work. This is a flow. This is a, this is a resting. This is resting work. But it doesn't mean resting in the sense that you're not working. You're definitely going to be working, but you're resting at work. You're working in him. You're working in the cool of the day. You're working as a light being and not a flesh being. (laughs) But you're working. You're working. Yeah, where are we? Why are we not trading? I forgot about that. It's all right. I saw all the trades in the spirit. But doesn't that mean, right? You're, we're, we're working. Because see, see, there's the other side. There's the other, there's the black and white. We went from one pendulum swing to the next. And he's saying, you are a family that can be balanced because you understand both sides. There was a time where we were like, don't work. We had a pendulum swing because religion was all about productivity. So then we had a pendulum swing and we didn't do anything. We laid on the ground for a year. Then he's saying, can, can you get up now? you've you've been laying on the ground for a while. I think you're healed. Let's go. And all of a sudden, we're not going back to an old thing. We're not working in what we've known. We're just working differently. Amen? So good. What's so awesome is all of this came through relationship. I'm just going to be practical. I didn't study for tonight. I didn't know I was releasing tonight. Dad was. This came out of relationship. This came out of being in him. This came with me. I was making ribs. I got my hands like all up in rib meat. Yeah. It is. But that's what I mean. I'm not not working. But it's just a different, it's a, it's a resting work. It's a, it's a who I am work. Amen? All right. It's 810. I think I'm giving this to you. Is that right? Okay. Are you guys good? Go ahead and come on up here. Is there anyone that has any questions about anything? Discussion? Seeing anything? Go ahead, Noah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Right. Yes. That's good. Uh, he said, doing nothing is completely different than being patient. And remember, and that's the other thing too, you know, we talk about the night season and so we're just strategizing and we're not, you're, you're obviously awake. I mean, this is, we're talking in seasons, but there is something about just, like you said, patient, resting, watching, because if we didn't do that, you'd be tent pegging some things. You know, you know how those people, I've got this gift and I'm ready to, and then all of a sudden you're like, can you clean toilets? No. Do you know who I am? I am prophet Isaiah. 
I mean, that's not here. We got rid of that. I mean, that was like step number one, right? I mean, <laughs> that's, not, that, that's not what I mean, but I just mean that mentality of just like, could we rest, wait, be patient here, and really tent peg some things, tent peg heaven and not me. So, okay. I'm not gonna Do you know what today is? <laughs> For me personally, or professionally, today was the last day of school. Yes. Huh? <laughs> yes, and some of my kids did not. In fact, I had a kid this morning. I have the privilege of teaching a class that seniors have to have to graduate. And I've had several conversations over the past while about like, like seriously, you have to have this class to graduate and it's not available online. There's not like a makeup course. So that means you're coming back around the mountain next year. So I had a kid this this morning that said, Miss Garcia, thank you. I might not be here next year. I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, I talked to my counselor and I just, I might not pass your class, so I might not be here next year. I'm like, what? So anyways, thank God that kid passed. I was like, what class? It's like an intro stats class. It's so amazing. Okay. Anyways, so that's one kid, right? I had another kid today that said, hey, Miss Garcia, next semester, like, do, do I need all of the, like, lessons that we've done this whole semester, or can I just throw it all away? And I was like, let's not throw it all away. Please don't throw it all away. I said, at least take pictures of it and throw it in your Google Drive so you can access it later, but definitely don't throw it away. Can you imagine if I just like erased this? I felt like Amber. So then I have another student and this other student I talked about this week if you read the newsletter, okay? And this student is a student who has gone through the process this entire semester. I have walked him through, well, all of my students, but for him, his story is real. And he's walked through the process and he's asked questions along the way and he's continuously grasping the things that I'm doing. And to some, he's super annoying. He like literally will interrupt class and be like, Ms. Garcia, can you just explain to me why this is happening? And I'm like, yes, let me explain to you. And, and sometimes I found myself like, it's just not the right time. Right, But what I have come to see is as a result of him answering the, or asking the questions today, so their final, I had students say, Ms. Garcia, you're my favorite teacher because you gave the easiest final. <laughs> I did. I gave them a movie. We watched a movie. And what they had to do at the end of the movie was jot down, or throughout the movie, jot down 10 things that they saw in the movie that we talked about in class this semester. And this student totally knew what he was talking about and was able to connect things over here to what we learned about in class. And then there were other students that it was totally uh, revealing of their misunderstanding 
because they said a right word. They said adoption and they said perspective, but then the example that they listed had nothing to do with the like vocabulary word. It was like they were hoping that they could just put it together and it just revealed their level of misunderstanding. So did you know that in three states, Arkansas, oh, where did I write it? I thought I wrote it here. Arkansas, Louisiana, and Arizona, you can get a different kind of marriage license. There's like two kinds of marriage licenses. There's like the normal marriage license, which probably most of us have. I know Jacob and I have that. But then there's a covenant marriage license. Do you guys have a covenant marriage license? So we know people also that have a covenant marriage license. And there is, <clears throat> a, there's extra steps. And there's a level of understanding that there were some things that you guys did prior to entering into covenant that most of the rest of us learned along the way. So there was like this, so like for Jacob, when he was asking the question earlier, to me, it reminded me of that, of like, at what point are you learning it? Because this all is really good stuff to learn and there's a process, but I hope when my kids, I don't know, when my, as my, as we are learning, just like as mom and dad have, have been learning and have passed on to us, as we pass on to our kids, I hope our kids, they still have to go through the process, but I hope they can like ride the elevator because it usually gets you there faster and you're not like as tired when you get there. So I, I hope that maybe our building eventually has an elevator. I don't know, maybe. So anyways, I just wanted to share that because I think there's this level, the, this whole month is about growing up. And so it's not by accident. I don't know who got the wine, but it's called Liberty School. Like really, Liberty School? So we have this opportunity to grow up this month. In the, in the night, we're in the night season, but we can still be continually growing up and not just having a surface level understanding about all of these to where really people are like, you just don't know what you're talking about, right? But where we can really deep down truly know and from experience be walking through that process or continuing, continually adding to. But I think what's cool is there's a... Like, we don't get to erase this like my student tried to do. We are going to continuously be going through the process of adoption or being a son or not being a victim or all of those things. Cool? Okay. So I just wanted to share that example with my students because that really, like, for me solidified things. And there was an element of a verse that I shared that was about a necklace. And for me, when I think about a necklace, I think about silver. Maybe I've just always been a silver kind of gal, but I'm excited about this new process of, I must have another page. It just all goes by really fast. Yep, I have another page. Uh, that conduit, I'm so excited, okay. We're just going to trade, not trade. We're going to give. Are you guys ready to give your tithes? What do tithes do? 
gets rid of the stealer, right? So it's like you're out in the ocean going up and down, okay? All right, what about our offering? That steps up, right? It takes a step of faith to, to get to that point where you're willing to go in a, above and beyond, right? You have to get past those initial waves to get to where, wow, water, that's weird. To where you're at the point where, what comes after that? First fruits, yeah? Are you guys ready to surf? Are you guys ready to stand up? Yeah? Can you guys, I don't, this is weird, but can you guys stand up as you're trading and offering and first fruiting? Hey, if we can vav, we can first fruit. All right. Get vavved. Tent pigot. Yahweh, we just thank you for this opportunity to grow up, for us to continually not only be refined, but now be at a point where you are training us up to be conduits, to be vessels. What a cool opportunity and responsibility. And we just thank you for this opportunity to give, to trade, but not only to trade, to really be obedient and to grow and to actually grow exponentially. And we just thank you for that. And we just pray a blessing over each and every person here tonight and with us on live in the name of Yeshua. Thank you for listening to this message from Kingdom Heirs International. If you have received insight and revelation with this message, we invite you to claim that revelation by trading on the trading floor with this ministry. You can do that at kingdomairsflag.org. Thank you.